And we're back. Screw sets with tonight. I'm joined by Joey Sylvie. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? Good. Tired, <laughs> but moving around a lot since I've been home. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Yeah, visiting friends and family. It's been a long day. The days are just kind of combining. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> when did you get in town? I think it was, yeah, it was Tuesday at like 5.30. I got into O'Hare. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> long trip. Yeah, so you live out in the Pacific Northwest now, right? Yes, sir. I love it. Are you in Oregon or? Yeah, I'm in Portland specifically. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's gorgeous out there. I'm sure I've never been, but... Uh, yeah, I always tell people they should come out there instead of California. It's like, <laughs> yeah, every, from here at least, everyone thinks California is the place to go. So it's like Seattle isn't as known as well, or Oregon, and yeah. it's gorgeous. Wow. And you moved out there because you're, you're, you have an uncle or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Right? My okay. uncle was out there, and I kind of got sick of Illinois and <laughs> wanted to find somewhere new and... Just ended up out in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. Yeah. It was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, when did you leave? You were 19 or something? Yeah, it was back in, I believe, like 2018. Yeah, so I moved right after school and ended up in, it's like 45 minutes away from Portland, and it was a drastic change for sure. It went from the city life out here being like everything open to like two or three <laughs> to everything out there closing at like 10 right <laughs> yeah, can't get crazy. dinner late at night or anything yeah exactly we're screwed after like nine o'clock <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sweet so now you're actually in portland proper yeah exactly i love it it's definitely different but it's just so pretty like the mountains and just you could go damn near anywhere from the desert to the ocean to the forest it's really cool wow yeah no that's cool what about the uh you know, homeless people, oh, drug addiction shit. Yeah, it's insane. It really is. It's the homeless out there are just kind of everywhere and they're able to Portland tried to defund the police and it just made it where everywhere is like just homeless camps or they're just posted up on the side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that was one of the biggest changes. Like out here in the city they be around but not nearly as much as Portland. Right, if you're downtown Chicago, there's a dude on a corner or something like yeah, that, but exactly. it's not like a camp, like no, you said. No, literally, yeah. It's like a little town of homeless people. Yeah, it's crazy as fuck, and the drugs, it just runs wild. It's super upsetting to see it just because we Oregon was the state where they wanted to see what would happen if they decriminalized all drugs, and right. it didn't work out. Yeah, that is sad, because I know that they did that in Portugal, where yeah. they decri- I think they legalized all drugs, yeah. and then you can... Like, you get heroin from the doctor, and exactly. it's all regulated and everything. I think it actually worked out in yeah. Portugal, but clearly in Portland, uh, it's not. Yeah, they did it a whole different way. Portland, it was just kind of like, do whatever you want, and you can get it from wherever, so it ends up not being nearly as safe. Right. Yeah. So, like, uh, like voodoo donuts and shit like that, right? Yeah, the food, I love. So, it's the biggest change. I'm a big seafood guy. Okay. So... Like I said, we're, I think the closest is Cannon Beach, which is like an hour away, maybe an hour and a half. And so Voodoo Donuts is really good. I haven't gone there that much since I moved out there because I don't really eat donuts that much. But yeah. the coffee, <laughs> the coffee out in like Seattle towards Seattle and Oregon is, 
it's so different. Like we have Dutch Bros where y'all have like Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of Dutch Bros. They got all different crazy drinks and stuff. Yeah, it's insane. They have really good like Red Bull mixtures, uh-huh. but it's not Red Bull. They have their own energy drink. Gotcha. So yeah, I had one. I was super tired at work. And I took one, and it had me amped. So <laughs> those are always good picker-uppers. But I miss the Dunkin' food. The The coffee is good, but the Dunkin', like, croissants and shit are yeah. so great. Breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not bad. I've been trying not to go to Dunkin' or Starbucks and shit because it's so expensive. You do it every day and shit. But, it's uh, insane. Yeah, so I do, like, a tortilla, cheese, eggs, and bacon. And try yeah. to, like, make them on Sunday and then just, like, microwave it every morning. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I'm trying to think more like Portland stuff because I know Seattle isn't that where, the, where Starbucks was created or something? That was the first yeah, one. Yeah, so Seattle is um, it's a big hub for a lot of shit nowadays. Like Amazon is headquarters is in Seattle. I think Bezos lives out in Seattle. Right, all the tech bros are. Yeah, out there. exactly. Yeah, it's insane. But Oregon specifically, it's kind of like I miss the most out here. It's the sports scene. Mm. in Portland we really only have the Blazers which we got rid of Lillard so <laughs> now it's like we really don't have that well of a team and then we have the Timbers which I'm not a huge soccer fan but yeah that's that's big out there apparently yeah Seattle at least you have Seahawks yeah exactly some bigger sports yeah Seahawks teams. and the Mariners I've been wanting to go to a Mariners game I remember watching them when I was a huge Detroit Tigers fan they would always <laughs> play them and I heard their stadium's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been able to see it yet, but I'm looking forward to when I do. So what are you doing for work now? Uh, I'm a porter and a detailer at a body shop. Nice. And yeah, it's sweet. I had no idea how much body shops make until I started working there, and I was like, holy shit. Right. Like, <laughs> last month, we only had three technicians and then, like, two people in the office that do estimates, and last month we made, like, 220 So Damn. Yeah, exactly. And that's only with three technicians. That's crazy. So, yeah, I lived in back home in Chicago for like a year, and I was working at a body shop out there, and I didn't know what was going on, and they had like at least 20 technicians. So it makes me look back and be like, holy shit. That right, what were they making? Yeah, exactly. Insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess if your door gets smashed in, you're going to yeah. have to pay a couple grand to fix it. No, right? literally. Even a bumper. A damn near a bumper costs like two grand to fix. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. So do they, uh, they're using hammers and shit? To like yeah, they use like Bondo and um, they have like these pulley machines where you have to, they have to weld the metal to it and then they have to pull out the dent sometimes. Or Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, some of the jobs are insane. Like, we just had a job that was like I think sixteen grand, so yeah, it's why even spend that much to fix your car? Literally, that's the thing, and we have to go through insurance companies, so like they okay. try to rip us off as much as possible. Where it's like, of course, oh, you think it's worth sixteen? I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah. My grandpa had a his dad ran a body shop, and so he gave us all these tools. It's it's almost like um pieces of metal just like a thick piece of steel yeah exactly. it's all rounded and you like put it on the inside yep, and you're like and hammering just, it. yeah exactly really interesting yeah it is yeah when he gave us all the tools though, i was kind of like i'm never gonna do this what i'm never gonna this? use it like yeah uh, right i don't know i'd rather just buy a new bumper or whatever no but literally <laughs> it's yeah. cool yeah, it's definitely a helpful 
thing to do though if you do know how to do it because oh yeah it's just so expensive like the technicians make damn near 100 grand a year it's crazy just doing that yeah good for them right so is that your plan to try to get into that are you trying to do something else yeah i have no idea yet i'm just kind of going with the flow and figuring it out as i go i really want to eventually start my own detail shop where it's like interior just clean the inside of a car but I haven't actually pulled the trigger on that yet. Yeah. There's a kid down the street who's got just a little sign in his front yard, like car detailing. Yeah. Literally, his driveway's full every single weekend. It's just like no, 10 literally. cars in the driveway. Yeah, it's good money, especially because for me, it's like I could charge damn near 100 just to do the interior and make it shine. Totally. So, 100. Yeah, dude, way more. Yeah, than right. That's what I'm saying. So it's just work has me so busy that on the weekends, I'm really just chilling. Yeah. I, nah. I, I should put my energy into that too but i'm just so exhausted by the end of the week totally yeah Yeah, that's i've been drinking like a ton of coffee i'm really trying to utilize caffeine i think after you get older it's like bad for you or like like you can't sleep at night and so you drink it but i'm kind of like well i'm young i think i'm gonna try to drink as much coffee as possible that's how it's (laughs) supposed to be yeah i got this gum i really love chewing it's called neuro gum yeah and um it's got a bunch of caffeine in it and stuff called L-theanine, huh. and uh, it reduces anxiety and stress and insomnia. Oh, that's perfect. So I'm like, yeah, I just need to keep as much of this in my body as possible. <laughs> Literally, shit, <laughs> chilling while you're asleep. Totally. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you sent me a pretty big list. Yeah. Where do you want to start? You know, you you got a pretty crazy story here. Yeah, there's quite a few. So, so so we went to South Asian High School together. You're yeah. you're younger than me, correct? Um, I graduated seventeen. Yeah, so a little bit younger, right? Uh, and you grew up with Gallagher and Lombard, all those guys. You hit yeah. me out because of that podcast. You're yeah, like, hey, exactly. those used to be my boys. Blah blah. Y'all blah. Killed it. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Of course. Um, I don't even know how I met you. I would like pick a weed off you sometimes back in the day when you were living at that spot in Elgin, like downtown Elgin. I do remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd like pick you up, you drive around the block, and I'd drop you back off. Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, that was a minute ago. Right, so so because of that, I I had you on Snapchat, so I'd see your stories all the time. You posted a lot, and you're just kind of interesting, interesting guy. So when you reached out to do this, I was like, fuck yeah. And then you told me like a little bit about what has happened to you since you left, and I'm like, oh shit. Now it's it's like really interesting. It's been a roller coaster, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, so I started out just chilling out in Oregon and my uncle was a huge hippie right so he was from California my dad's from California but my dad his brother it's a half brother but brother so he ended up my dad and his parents ended up moving to Missouri okay when my dad was I think like 13 or maybe 12 and my his brothers and sisters were older like I think Dave was maybe 14 years older than him so he ended up just staying because he was older. Yeah. So my parents met because my dad moved to Missouri and he went to Mizzou. And while he was doing Mizzou, he was going to, he was working at a hotel as like a, um, what's it called? Like cleaning shit and doing stuff like that. So my parents met then, but my dad lost connection with his family because he moved damn near across the states far. So gotcha. he ended up, I never knew my dad's side of the family because they're kind of scattered all over. But after high school, I was like, I want to get out of here. I have no idea where I want to go. And my dad was like, well, I have a brother out in Oregon. I was like, well, 
okay, where the <laughs> fuck is Oregon? Because, like, in school, all we learned about was, like, the Oregon Trail. Right. And then it was done and over with. So. I You're like, I just know it's far away. Oh, no, exactly. And I looked it up. I was like, holy shit, it looks gorgeous there. Oh, so yeah. So I ended up moving. I hopped on a plane, and I moved in with my Uncle Dave and his family. And it was in Canby, and they were hippies, so they really let me do whatever the fuck I wanted. Totally. Which was weird. We would go to a weed market every Sunday, and it was literally where it was like, think of like a flea market, but just pounds of weed just sitting everywhere. Yeah, I remember seeing videos and shit yeah, of that on exactly. Snapchat. It looked crazy. Yeah, before Snapchat got on it and deleted <laughs> everyone's. Bef- Back in the day, Snap, you could post anything. Dude, totally. Yeah, now it's like I know so many people who have to make a Snap every other week because <laughs> it just goes away. Right, they take it away. Yeah, so I ended up hanging out with my uncle and having a really fun time smoking and getting into other shit like Lucy <laughs> and just having a blast. And I was able to, so... I would just hang out and I started working at a place called Bullwinkles in Wilsonville. And I was working there for maybe a little less than a year. It's a restaurant or something? Uh, It's a fun center. Oh, cool. So it's like they have like go-karts on the outside and shit like that. And so. That's a perfect like early 20s, you know, late teens job. Yeah, it was easy. Smoking weed and fucking around. No, literally. I was getting barely any sleep. And yeah, so I was doing that for a little bit. And then. I ended up moving back to Oregon. I've been back and forth a few separate times, and this is the longest I've lived in Portland now, which is, like, I think three years. And so after I was hanging out with my uncle for, I think I was there for about a year, and then I ended up moving back to Illinois, and I found connections that way. So I moved back, and then I was getting a little bit more product, and I was moving it a lot more, and I was getting to know more people out here. So I was doing that for a little bit. And then I ended up moving back to Portland, and I was out there. I've been out there since, and I've been... What happened was I was shipping, and so I was getting connections, and I was able to actually get it to them, and eventually I was realizing that I could just have people fly out. So they would fly out, we would chop it up, and then they would fly back, or they would bring it up. Plane or you had so, you were making so much money that the flight didn't even matter. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I was paying for everything. I was paying for the hotel. I was paying for the rental. I was right. paying for the flight itself. You get to see your your homie for the weekend, and then okay, we're making money on the way back. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Totally. So I had a few people who I had no idea who they were, and it was sketchy because they were flying out, and we had no idea who we were. So we would chop it up for a while, and then they'd finally hop on the plane and come out, and we would link up, go to Airbnbs and shit like that. And I started getting a really good circle around me that I had where I didn't even have to have the product. So it's called a middleman out here, but in Oregon, it's a broker. So I knew the growers and I knew the people who needed the product. Right. So I would end up introducing them and I would make my little cut off it, which if they were picking up, like at one point I had people picking up like 50 to 100 peas. Insane. Yeah, exactly. Insane. And so... I never had trouble with any of that until there was one of my old buddies. I don't talk to any of them anymore. For good reason. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I cut them all off. But um, he hit me up and said he needed a driver to go from all the way from Oregon to North Carolina. Damn. And I was like, fuck it. I used to be a driver. I've driven from Chicago to California to Oregon two separate times and then to Colorado, I think, like four times. Yeah. So I'm used to driving long hours. 
So we ended up, I was like, fuck it, yeah. So I meet up with him, and I have my buddy and then the driver. And the driver, neither of them were in the game. So they that was my number one mistake. The driver wasn't actually, like, he didn't have experience like I did. Right. So we go and we pick up the product, and we get there. And he's, at first he says it's going to be 50 Ps. I'm like, okay, for sure, yeah, fuck it, why not? So we get there, and it's like four big ass duffel bags and he's like yeah here it is i'm like bro this isn't 50 he's like yeah it's 64 Whoa. and yeah but it wasn't 64 either and i'd be rushing into shit so instead of like stopping and thinking about it i just ran into it i was like fuck it all right let's go right so he puts the stuff in the truck it was a subaru and the reason we got fucked was because it was organ license plates and so out-of-state license plates are always sketchy especially like if you when we were in illinois it was the sketchiest part because i told the driver we made it all the way from oregon all the way to it's called metropolis illinois which is like fucking as far south near siu and near cairo yeah exactly near fucking like 10 minutes away from kentucky okay so we end up getting into illinois and we're getting gas and i told him i'm like bro you need to drive as smooth as possible in illinois they'll pull you over for whatever totally like they'll make up a bullshit excuse to pull you over so, and so it's two people in the car with you or just, yeah okay so it was the driver and then my buddy who was just tagging along so we end up getting into illinois and i'm passed out in the back seat and so i wake up to hearing him say hey we're getting pulled over i'm like the fuck you mean we're getting pulled over dude so your heart's just racing yeah exactly i'm like oh my god we didn't have it was stupid because we had a plan but the if we did get pulled over like it all because we were supposed to say one specific thing but they took the driver out of the car right away and he switched stories so i didn't know if he remembered the story or not so i ended up we were past elgin and i'm like we're they're dropping me off at Elgin and then they're going to Rhode Island and one's from New York. So he's going to New York and we're doing a cross country trip. And, um, it didn't work out that way at all. We were in the car for damn, I think it was like three days we were in the car. And the day before my uncle passed away when we were on the way. So he was fighting cancer for the longest time. But I ended up hearing the day before that he passed so then after that like all this shit is happening out of nowhere where i'm dealing with the phone calls with my dad and trying to figure out when i'm going to get back and doing all this and then the next day we get pulled over and the cop says it wasn't even a cop it was a state trooper so he says that he smells weed in the car even though the weed was triple vacuum sealed and it was in duffel bags had you guys been smoking no okay so he tried to um he said that he was going to search the car and he's like, what's, what do you have? And I'm like, nothing. And I don't know what the driver said. And finally I have the paperwork on my phone to be able to see what he said. And, um, it ended up being where he took the driver out of the car and then he took me out of the car and he's like, I know you have weed in here. And the driver fucking said some shit. And so I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, how much do you have? And finally, I was like, fuck it. I was exhausted. I was driving for damn near the whole time. And I finally was like, fuck it. I'm going to let him drive. So I'm exhausted. I just woke up. Didn't even get like three hours of sleep. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, 
50 pounds and he's like all right puts all of us in handcuffs four <sighs> more cop cars pull up oh yeah and then fucking the problem that i saw was that he didn't there was like i kept telling him no 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 he's like i'm gonna search the car anyways if the canine police officer would have come then i would have been a lot more worried but they never brought a canine so weird yeah exactly and i was tripping because i thought the driver told him that he could search the car so he ends up fucking searching the car there's like six cop cars in the back looking at the trunk and they unzip it and they just <laughs> all of it and i'm like all right well this is gonna be a minute so oh yeah when fucking i think we run 90 and fucking we're driving back to the fucking jail and i'm in one car and they both have the other ones in two separate cars so we get to county they book us in they do the fingerprints and then fucking i think it was like a friday that we ended up getting in so i i wasn't able to see the judge right until fucking monday of course and so we're sitting in the county and in jail they keep it where it's like they keep the whites with the whites and the blacks with the blacks. So, Jeez. and I'm in, like I said, I'm in like Bumblefuck, Illinois, right. like 10 minutes away from Kentucky. So they're trying to like recruit you into the yeah, white supremacist dude, group. And you're like, it was what? fucked. Like the trustee had like fucking KKK tattoos. And like, Whoa. I grew up where like all my friends were minorities where they were sure. all different colors. Like, yeah. so my accent is like a Chicago accent. And so I was talking to my brothers on the phone and shit, and they heard my accent come out, and they're like, "Oh, you love, you love them, huh?" Right. And it was like they Jeez. was they was poking me the whole time, and I was in for I think two weeks, and the two whole entire two weeks is insane. Yeah. So I was in for two weeks until I was finally able to get my bond, and my bond was I think so. The first court date, I was in. I was, I wanted a lawyer but i couldn't afford a lawyer so i ended up getting a um i ended up getting a appointed lawyer yeah a public defender there you go yeah so i ended up getting a public defender and normally public defenders are fucked right it's like they're either super young or they're overbooked and so i'm in um i'm in county just sitting there and we finally get the first court date and the first court date we end up getting up next to the people I got arrested with, one of them looks like a fucking Oregon hippie. I'm talking long hair, long blonde hair, super skinny. And the other dude looks like he's Muslim. And so I'm the only one who looks like I'm from Illinois. And so I end up getting up and they're like, do you uh, have a job? And I was like, no, I'm not working right now. And so they gave me a public defender and I was sitting there shitting bricks trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah, And so one of the uh, public defenders who I wasn't supposed to get sees that I'm feeling some type of way. So he brings me in one of the rooms and he tells me what's going on and the judge sees it. It's this super young judge and she sees that I walk in with him. And so we come back and she's like, what Mr. Trambley, would you be down to, um, would you be down to uh, defend him? Like you want to be his lawyer? And he's like, yeah, I got him. So nice. I ended up getting lucky as fuck because he, I saw right off the bat that he was going to have my back because the the district attorney was trying to throw the whole book at me. 
And she's like, this is the most we've ever gotten in Illinois, like in the state, in the state of Metropolis. This is the most we've ever caught Whoa. anyone with. And they try to put my bond at like, I think it was like 80K. Oh my But God. you only pay 10% of it. Right. So I end up, my lawyer stands up and he's like, actually, no, I used to be the district attorney here. And I was like, oh, that sounds Whoa, good. Yeah. That's, that made my heart <laughs> jump a little bit. So I felt a lot more... I felt a lot better after he said that. And totally. so we dropped it down from 80 to, I think it was like, what's 10 per, So my bond ended up being 5K. So whatever. Right, I think 50K. That's, yeah, exactly. So we ended up having to fucking. Which is still a lot, but. Yeah. Saves you a lot of money. No, literally. So we end up fighting it for three years. I was in county for fucking two weeks. And while all of this is going on. My uncle died, so my dad's dealing with that, and there's so, so much bad, shit dude. going on. So and I'm, I'm inside, so I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm trying to make as much phone calls as possible and yeah. trying to get my money collected because I knew I needed bond. Because if not, I fought the case for damn near three years. If I, if I wouldn't have had bond, I would have been. I'd still be in county until I would have finally been able to get out. So that's right. So you're basically asking your family for money when they're going through this tragedy. Yeah. Like, we don't have any money. You know, yeah. you're kind of like a burden on the family. No, basically. literally. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. That's so horrible. I ended up, I, I knew my mom wasn't going to pay my bond and I wasn't asking really any of them because I wanted to sit on it. Like I knew what the fuck I did. I knew it was dumb as shit. Oh yeah. So finally the driver, um, they got let go because I told them it was my shit. So the driver and my buddy got let go after finally when the weekend passed, they were able to be let go because I told them that it was mine. If I would have said nothing, if I would have said I had no idea what it was, like, oh, shit, how do we have that in the car? The driver would have gotten fucking... The, wow. So... So you kind of took the hit for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I could have if I really wanted to because he was... He didn't know my actual name. He didn't know... Like, where we, the person we got it from, like, none of that shit. But that karma would have been hung over me for the rest of my life. Totally. So I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to take it. Yeah, and you did the right thing. So did those guys get in any real trouble? No. They ended up getting out, and they fucking went along their way. They went where they were supposed to be going, which we were going to North Carolina, but they ended up just going to, um, one, my buddy was from New York, and his, the driver was from New Jersey, so they ended up just tagging along and going back. And then I sat in county for, I think it was, yeah, for two weeks. Two weeks. And then I got out and fucking the first thing I did was I bought a pack of squares because I was in for two weeks not smoking and that fucking killed me. I'm sure. So, That's all you're thinking about yeah, the whole time. Dude, so nobody literally. was sneaking shit into the jail? No, they had they had nicotine pouches. Oh, yeah. so you're ripping those so, things? Yeah, that was really it. But I'm, I'm more smoking instead of nicotine totally so i get out i fucking it's pouring rain like raining sideways i had a gucci satchel at the time and the police cut it up what yeah so there was fucking cuts literally <laughs> bro there's cuts all over it i don't have my bag so i have the clothes that i got arrested in and those clothes were the ones that i was in the car for damn near three days in. all right all so I, yeah bro i feel fucking disgusting <laughs> And you're kind of like ashamed of yourself. Yeah, bro. <laughs> literally, I feel dirty as shit. So, so well, you're in the middle of nowhere. They yeah. left you, right? Yeah. So you have to make your way back exactly. to Elgin, or so I talked when I got out. Um, 
I had my phone, but but my phone was dead, and I didn't have a charger on me. So I'm walking around this little ass town, looking like a bum, like trying to figure out where the fuck I can charge my phone. Yeah. Do you have any money? Yeah. So I the I had thank God the only reason I was able to be put on probation and the feds didn't pick it up was because I didn't have any gun. We didn't have any guns, and I didn't have a shit ton of money. So they kept. I had like. 600 in my pocket and they kept the 600 what yeah exactly they kept the 600 and then um i think the money that was left over on commissary they put into this like debit card okay and so i was able to get a portable charger and a pack of squares and then i had to get to um i had to get to the hotel i was staying at because the next day was when i was flying back to portland and so i fucking get a taxi the taxi takes like an hour and a half so i'm just sitting outside fucking the jail just waiting and waiting and waiting and they finally grab me i go to the hotel i take a long ass shower (laughs) and then i fucking um i go to the gas station across the street and the first thing i had when i got out was it was a fucking croissant sandwich and then the cup of noodles but not like ramen noodles but the like stir fry ones right okay yeah so i smacked on that not bad how was the food in jail um awful yeah it wasn't good it was it could have been worse though it was like think of like u46 like school meals right yeah so it was it wasn't good but it could have been a lot worse like we had biscuits and gravy and shit like that nice yeah Okay, so you're, you're making your way back, but you, you're you free, but you still have all this baggage. Like, you know literally, you're not out. It's just the beginning. Right. Like, literally fighting the case for three years. And when I got out, I fucking, I quit. I quit the game, and then I just started trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do, along with fighting a case. Thank God I was able to do Zoom calls, because if not, I would have spent damn near 10 grand just flying back and forth. Three of years. Course court every month wow like and then i finally found the job at the body shop okay and i'm working at the body shop whole time they have no idea that i'm fighting a case okay it's not on your record yet. no exactly so they have no idea (laughs) so and when i'm filling out the paperwork like it's saying you don't have any felonies and then underneath it it says you are not currently fighting a case oh and i'm like nope i'm a good boy i don't know what y'all are talking about so I end up doing, um, I end up fucking doing the court while going to work for a year after. So after I got out, I fucked around for a little bit trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And then um, I finally got the job. And then I was working, going to court and doing all How much that money shit. did you have like in cash at your house or like saved from, from selling? I damn near lost it all because fucking I just was... I wasn't smart with money. I was just blowing it on stupid shit and fucking the money I was supposed to make from the drive. That's the thing. I lost a load before I left. So the reason I was going to make the drive was because I had money tied up and packed that I put in the mail Mm. and it disappeared. So that's the thing. Would they take packages like that all the time? Yeah. it's And it's not even like the police or anything like that. It's the people who work at the post office. Totally. They see a package and they know. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I'm going to take this. And if they get lucky, they get lucky. 
Right. Yeah, literally. Brick of fucking weed. Exactly. But again, that's kind of part of doing business. Like, if you send out 10 packages, one's getting taken. Exactly. Who cares? Losses was definitely huge in it, especially with how I was, I would make money off middle manning and then I would take the middle manning money and I would put it into the trap. Right, your own shit. Exactly, yeah. So I was living out in, before I got caught up, I was living, no, it was after I was working in Corvallis with these dudes who were making their own cartridges and I was still kind of in the game, but I was more on the manufacturing side of it. Mm. So I was helping with making cartridges. I was, they were doing it at a whole nother level. It was insane. I was living in Corvallis, which is right near where Oregon state is. Okay, cool. So it felt like it was during last Christmas or yeah, it was last Christmas. So I was doing no, the one before that. Okay. So I was, helping them with sealing up packages and putting packages out and driving from Portland to Corvallis, which is like two hours away. So I was going back and forth, helping them with that a lot. And then I finally got sick of doing that. And I moved back in with my pops and I've been living with him for, I think like a year now, maybe two years. Nice. Yeah. So. And everything's pretty much good with you and him. Yeah. Very cordial. He's my guy. He's helped me so much with so much shit so that's great yeah it's i'm super lucky for him (laughs) yeah how about your mom yeah me and her are finally back to being really good she was pissed for the longest time because she knew what i wasn't up to no good yeah so me and her kind of talked but didn't talk nearly as much now it's kind of like a running joke like we were playing scramble and i'm like look mom i'm finally good at math (laughs) 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 yeah Oh. So when you were living at that spot in Elgin, yeah, who were you living with? Was that your... F- yeah, my dad. Okay. So my dad, when I first moved out to Portland, my dad stayed. And then I saw that my uncle wasn't doing too good. He was older. My dad's 62, so my uncle was around in his 70s. Right, 14 years ago. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So he was in his 70s, and he was he beat cancer for like the third time. And my dad never was really around from when they left he never really saw them that much anymore and it's funny because i saw my dad and my and like him being the little brother because dave was the oldest and then my dad was the youngest so they were so alike even though they haven't seen each other in years and years and years and i saw how they were so alike even though they haven't been together in so long wow yeah so it was crazy so when I moved back, I moved to Oregon, moved to Canby, and then I was out there for like a year, and then I moved back in with my dad, and I was trying to convince him to come out to Portland because I'm like, there's not really a whole lot out here for you. So he was he was in the car industry for the longest time, just selling cars. So he was getting really sick of that, and he's a veteran. So he ended up, um, the VA out in Portland is way better than out here. They treat the veterans way, way, way better. Well, so he ended up moving to Portland and he was living with my uncle for a little bit. And then we ended up, um, finally the VA helped him get his own place. So he's still at, we were in the Lloyd district area for a little bit and that was struggling. We were living in a studio apartment, me and him together. Damn. It was awful, dude. I try, I was out of there as much as possible. Of course. Yeah. So that's when I moved to Corvallis cause I was just so sick of sleeping in a studio apartment. It was, bad, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so I moved to Corvallis and I was sleeping in like this crazy gorgeous house where it was like 
five huge drug dealers just <laughs> trapping the whole entire time and just so you're not nervous staying. because you're fighting this case while living and working with these yes exactly but they were all the thing that you'll realize is dealer you get caught eventually you always do totally yeah and if you're smart enough you get out like i did but sometimes people just fight the case and they just keep because they have to for me i got lucky as shit with the public defender i had where most of these people are putting thousands upon thousands of dollars into lawyers and they have to make money to feed the lawyers. Right. So they're literally trying to figure out how to do it. And the only way they know how is to fucking trap. Right. So. Yeah. Dude, that is crazy. So yeah, you didn't have to pay for the lawyer at all. And you had a ex DA yeah, who totally knew the system. knew, the, knew Yeah. Down and there. he had his own firm. Wow. He still has his own firm. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. And Hey, maybe dude, that's the karma that you got from mm -hmm. you know not throwing all the other guys under the bus yeah literally that and god that's what i figured out yeah yeah the amount of times when i was fighting the case i was just stressing like a motherfucker i i didn't care if i would have been got probation but i would have had a hundred a hundred thousand dollars in fines <sighs> like i would have been perfectly fine with that <laughs> like as long as i have to go to fucking prison like i didn't care so the amount of times i spoke that shit into existence mr Sylvia, you're free but you have to chuck your finance hundred thousand i don't give a fuck how much it was as long as i didn't have to fucking go do time right you got your freedom so, yeah exactly and i spoke it like from morning to night as much as i could just wow like fucking taking shrooms and just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and now i'm like completely sober so really yeah i haven't smoked weed in a year last July, so congratulations! Damn near a year and a half, yeah. Wow, it feels great. It's definitely different than what I did growing up. It's a whole different aspect of my mind. It's just so much more clear now. Of course, yeah. Just realizing what's going on. Wow, what I need to do. So is that through? Did you find God through sobriety, or yeah, through that and just the amount of shit I've gone through, and just I'm still standing here, and I'm doing better than I ever have. Like, there's more times than I could count the amount of times I could have gotten caught. And there's times where I was seconds away. Like, when I said I drove to California, we were driving with 50 grand in the car, and we were smoking the whole time. We were in Wyoming, and I think it was Wyoming. And we're driving from Chicago to California, and we're in Wyoming, and we stop at the gas station. And we get out, and we're getting snacks, and we're filling up the gas, and... The dude I'm with looks like a fucking drug dealer, so he has chains on, and we don't look like we're from Wyoming. Totally. And we have Illinois license plates. Yeah. So there's an undercover that I peeped right away, and so we get back in the car, and we're sitting at the light trying to make a... We're going straight, and um, the undercover gets in back of us, and... The light, it, I swear, it felt like the light was red for like 15 minutes. So it must have been like not even, it was probably like three minutes. And yeah. the cop finally got sick of waiting at the light in back of us. Wow. So the green, there's a, he gets in the left lane while the green light is for turning left. Right there. So he gets in and he leaves. Wow. And it was the most, there was so many sketchy situations like that. So he must have ran your plates, not seen anything. Yeah, exactly. He's like, fuck it, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was, and that was like just one out of a million out of just that California trip. Wow. Like, it was insane. I love the memories I have because I have so many crazy just 
like driving to California, like having to parallel park on, it wasn't San Francisco, I forget where, but it was like a 90 degree street and it was having to parallel park and it was the sketchiest shit ever. But I just wish I had my original Snapchat because the oh, amount of memories I have in it, like totally. I told you about how I went to Sway Lee's crib. That's right. Yeah. yeah okay, so tell that one. Insane. So <laughs> we were going to explain who um, Sway Lee is. He's a rapper. Yeah, right? he's a rapper who like unforgettable with French Montana. Totally. Um, Black Beatles. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Ray Shrimmerd. Right. That's yeah. A, his, so uh, his group. Yeah. Exactly. So we were going. This time we were just going to Rolling Loud, and I wasn't getting any tickets, but he he told me the same dude I went to California with. He was like. Um, you want to come with to Florida and you could just drive and stay in the hotel and do whatever the fuck you want and just be my driver. I was like, fuck yeah, I do. I'm not doing shit right now. So we end up going to, um, we drive all the way through Georgia and we're hanging out and fucking the drive was dry as shit. Like just so fucking boring. And it, I think it was like a 22 hour drive to Miami around there. Fuck. And yeah, so we end up, I think, Cause you have to go through Georgia, which is fucking long as shit, and then Florida itself is like seven hours. or literally, something. Literally, dude. So we finally get to Miami, and um, we get there and we're unpacking in the hotel, and I get my own hotel room, and then he gets his because he's with his girl, and then I have another buddy who's there, and um, I drop him off at Rolling Loud, and after I drop him off, we have I I can do whatever I want with the car. So I drop them off. And so just to keep this in mind, the battery wasn't, the battery was fucked. So sometimes the car would start. Sometimes the car wouldn't start. Jeez. And so I'm ending up um, going to, I dropped them off and there's like thousands upon thousands of people and it's fucking, the traffic is awful. And I drop them off. And, and you're at Rolling Out, right? Yeah. yeah so, it's a huge fest, yeah, music concert. Yeah, it, it was the one where Kodak got arrested. Crazy. Yeah. In Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think, like four or five. No, I don't even know how long ago it was. But yeah, so I drop them off. And then I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. And so I'm just driving around. And throughout the day, I was posting that I was in Miami on the beach and all that shit. And yeah. um, one of my buddies... Um, dolo blues he's a shout out yeah he's um he's actually pretty popular i'm trying to remember what his actual name is he went to south algin but he um he's been in the music game for a long long time and he um so he saw that i was in miami and he's trying to figure out how he has a lot of connections so one of them is ray schrimmer damn so he ends up seeing that I'm in uh, Miami and he's trying to get a ride to Sway Lee's crib. Fuck yeah. And so I'm like, he asked, he's like, hey, you want to go? I was like, why wouldn't I? So <laughs> right, I, what's, what's the catch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was insane. So all I had to do was pick them up. I'm in, um, it was an Acura TL we drove down to Florida in. Nice. And so we ended up. With a shit I, battery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we end up, I end up grabbing them and the drive was like 30 minutes away and mind be i have to remember i have to keep my phone on me because when they hit me up i have to go back and get them from rolling loud right the whole reason why you're there exactly so i can't just kind of blow him off and have his car and him <laughs> flip shit right so even though you're like dude come on i mean exactly. like, i'm at a fucking rapper no sense. literally yeah i'm so blue i don't have like i had it on my uh snapchat memories and then 
selling made me delete all that shit because Snapchat deleted my account. And so uh, I grab them and we're driving through like these multi, multi multi-million dollar mansions where it's literally like fucking gates in front of the cribs and like Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces, just chilling. And so we finally get to the house and the gate opens up and um they i have to find a spot to park so i let them out praying to god that they don't just ditch me right like i'm like holy shit i'm at the gate i really hope they don't just leave me out here yeah so i end up uh dropping finding a spot to park the car and then i get out and i call him and he ends up grabbing me it took him like 10 minutes to get me and get through security where he's like, yeah, he's with us. So wow. I get through. That feels got to be so good. It though. was insane, dude. <laughs> it was crazy as shit. Like I'm walking through to get to the backyard and he's just got Lamborghinis chilling, like Rolls Royces, stupid. like just stupid <laughs> cars, like insane cars. And so I get through the back and I see Sway Lee, which I'm six two, So he's like fucking, I think he's like, five ten not even yeah he's a little guy yeah he is and it's funny because i'm the only like white guy there where it's like there's the amount of girls there just shaking ass was insane right it was just and i stand out like a sore thumb totally and you're trying to be like this is totally normal exactly i'm just playing trying to play it cold but at the same time i'm like holy shit what the fuck like what yeah literally bro and so I'm chilling there and I assume everyone's like blowing dope and shit. Yeah, right? they're it's smoking like, backwoods party. and right. fucking it was insane and people just keep looking at me and I'm like, Yeah, like what's up? Like <laughs> I had a video, I'm so fucking pissed. I had a video of I was trying to play a cold at the same time. I wanted a video of fucking Sway Lee. Of course. So I didn't go up and shake up with him, but I was like, I got a video where it was on flash and I put my phone up and he sees it and he goes like that. And like, he's got the <laughs> diamonds around his neck and it's literally like fucking dancing. That's and crazy. It was insane. So I'm there for like maybe two hours, just fucking chilling, hanging out. It was, and so, the, who, who are the people you were with again? They're just, yeah. So they're, um, they're, his music is actually really good. Dumb. Oh, right. He went to South Yeah, okay. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember what his actual name is. I forgot. Gotcha. But so how did he get in? Just through the music industry? Yeah, he, exactly. He knew a guy who knew yeah, a guy. And- yeah, he, they talk and they're good people. So he knows him. He lives out in Florida now, I believe. Damn. And um, yeah, so I end up having to leave and I'm like the, I'm so like high off life. That like when I walk out, I'm like, holy fucking shit. That was the craziest shit ever. It was like a dream. Yeah, dude. It didn't feel real. And then I get into the car and to go back, the battery wasn't starting. <laughs> so I get in and I'm like, oh shit. If this car doesn't start, I am absolutely fucked. Yeah. Because they're not going to have jumper cables. They have fucking Lamborghinis and shit. Right. Also, who do you so, ask? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm in this multi-million dollar neighborhood of just crazy cribs. Can you jump start my car? Like, right. It's not like in an apartment complex where you oh, knock on someone's door and like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm, I'm like, holy fuck, is this shit actually going to start? And I put the key in and it starts. And I'm like holy like it was insane but to go back i forgot one part about it was i ended up um so i was driving while i was talking on the phone and uh when he's inviting me to come pick him up and go to the crib uh sway lee's crib and i'm like fuck yeah out of nowhere i see police sirens in back of me and at first i swear to god i think i'm getting pulled over yeah so 
I stop the car and fucking take the keys out of it like, oh, fuck. Like, this isn't even my car. I, the owner is not going to answer because he's that rolling loud. Right, I'm in a stolen so, car. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, holy fucking shit, what the fuck is going to happen? And he, the cop puts on the intercom. He's like, move out the way. Move your car. And I'm like, I'm not getting pulled over? Whoa. Thank God. So I start it, and I fucking move, and he zooms past. Whoa. Like, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, bro. That part was crazy as shit. That's a crazy trip. Literally, dude. And then, oh, to, speaking of trip, when I was out there, um, I think it was, yeah, because the day after we had to leave to go back to, um, come back to Elgin. So the I think it was like we were there for maybe four or five days. And the second day in, we're chilling and we're hanging out. And the hotel we were at was where, like, everyone was staying, like, for the... Uh, rolling loud yeah so there was just it was always bumping and we end up um me and my buddy are going to get cigarettes and i'm walking past this like sketchy fucking van and they're like hey you need molly shrooms acid like i'm like probably not but i'll think about it <laughs> like i was so stupid that i should have thought that they were undercover or just trying to get people caught up or robbing yeah. people or totally. like it looked like a van out of like it i swear it had like not a pony but it had like a fucking painting on the Probably car unicorn on the yeah side. dude like the old it, 70s. literally yeah. and it was so funny but the day before me and my buddy were talking to these girls and we saw them when we were walking out the hotel to go get cigarettes and they're like what are you guys up to we're like oh we're not doing shit just gonna hang out and they're like, okay, well, if you want to hang out in the pool, that'd be cool. And we're like, fuck yeah, let's Damn, go. Yeah. So we end up getting, um, I go past, I get the cigarettes, and then I'm like, fuck it, let's take a risk. So I'm like, yeah, let me get 20 worth of shrooms. And it's just one shroom, and it has like a small cap for the head, and then it just goes straight down where it's one. Okay. And... We go up to the room. Is it really skinny? Is it the yeah, like, exactly. penis envy or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we end up going up to the room. We had a bunch of Coronas. So we grabbed the Coronas. I was, I had a blunt rolled. So we go down and we're, the pool is closed. So no one's in it, but we're literally like, fuck it. So we sneak in and nice. it was outside. So I still remember it to this day where it was, I go up to the hotel room. I eat the shroom whole and then I just eat it raw. I was damn near puking the whole time right, it, it was like so shit. disgusting <laughs> yeah so i eat it whole and also then, you're kind of like is this even real yeah you know? no i knew it was real by the smell and by the <laughs> look of it so i eat the whole shroom we grabbed the whole i think we had a tw no we had a 24 pack of coronas and we had limes and all that shit nice. and i had a whole blunt and so we go downstairs and they're chilling in the pool and we're like fuck yeah so we start opening the bottles we're drinking we're smoking and I start getting cold as shit because, like, instead of, like, moving around in the pool, we were just chilling in it. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm and I'm starting to feel the shrooms kick in where it's, like, holy shit, I'm in this pool and there's fucking just palm trees surrounded the whole pool. And so I'm, like, all right, this is fucking crazy. So I start swimming to the bottom of the pool and it looks like it's fish scales where it's like, you know, the the Whoa. reflection is just a right. bunch of, like, from the reflection of on top of the yeah, water. Yeah, the waves Exactly, the yeah. yeah. So I go down and I lay down and I'm looking up. Whoa. And I'm just fucking 
laying there underneath water, <laughs> tripping, high and drunk. And I'm like, holy shit, this is actually crazy as fuck. So I swim up and while I'm swimming up, I'm turning. And when I'm turning, I'm looking up and the, sh the fucking palm trees, they're like lit up because like they have the lights on the palm trees. Okay. And I'm looking around like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. Like that Miami trip. I always say it was like one of the craziest fucking weekends of my life. Yeah, it sounds insane. Yeah, it was insane. I'm just pissed I don't have videos. Like, it doesn't sound like it's true. Like, the Sway Lee thing doesn't sound true, and fucking yeah. the trip in general was insane. It would be cool to get a get the Sway Lee video to throw up on I'm Instagram for the, you, for the episode, but I believe yeah. you, man. I, I know you're not lying. I really wish I had it. That's something I wish I could go back and get. I'm going to take a bathroom break. Is that cool? We can come back and do another yeah, half sure. hour or some shit? Yes, sir. All right, cool. And we back. <laughs> <laughs> what what, uh, what do you smoke? What brand? Newport 100s. It's the only thing I can't quit, man. Alcohol was difficult, but weed was just so easy. It was like... Wait, didn't you say you got drunk on Thanksgiving? Yeah, uh, it's... <laughs> I'm on vacation, man, so okay, okay. I'm taking it easy. So you're not completely sober. You're yeah. just trying not to drink as much. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Except it's like back home, I really don't drink anymore. It's Yeah, when you're on your work schedule, it's yeah. just like you're, you don't need to if you're not yeah, partying exactly. with your friends and shit. No? Yeah. Like I go, I met these dudes from playing wooden bat baseball. And yeah, it was fun. It's fun as shit. So I met this dude on the river walk like two years ago and I added him on Instagram and we didn't talk for like two years and then just out of nowhere he posted on his story that wooden bat baseball is back and I was like that sounds fun as fuck I right. played baseball from fucking t-ball all the way until middle school so I went from not playing for years to getting back into it and it was so fun I bet it is yeah we play every summer so That's that really was cool. the first time they've been doing it for like four years now and it's cool because all of them are musicians so t these two dudes are from brazil and they moved to portland like six or seven years ago and they've been doing their shit on the music out there they're really good johnny franco and his brother dom shout out to them yeah they're if you want to check them out they're great so it's um, really cool yeah they have their own like type of style where it's like it's hippie, but it's also like they remind me a little bit of the Beatles. Mm. So they kill it. They have like a whole band where sometimes there's like six or seven different people playing like the piano to trumpets to. That's really cool. It's so cool. Yeah, they're really good. And so I got really close with all of them. And then they play in the summertime. They play at it's called Laurelhurst Park. And it's a free show. Like in Portland, there's so much to do. And like. It's expensive out there, but there's also stuff you can do that's not, like, expensive. Like, it's a right. free show, and they have, like, hundreds of people show up, and they just sit down. and That's really cool. Yeah, they put on other artists, too. So, like, they play, and then they have it all set up where they have, like, giveaways. So there's raffles, and wow, it's so fun. And if you go and you know that it's going to be coming up in another month or whatever, you're just like, oh, cool. Then yeah. you, you're like, I, I like the last guys that showed me, so exactly. I'm probably going to like these guys, too. Yeah, they play every Thursday. Uh, during the summer but they also play at like bars and they play all over portland that's really so, cool yeah it's awesome yeah my friend anthony vargas moved to nashville a couple years ago okay yeah and um 
in the beginning, you know, he doesn't know anybody there and yeah. stuff like that. But slowly, he's like made these friends. Like you said, you just added that guy on Snapchat yeah. or whatever. Like, I just, it's so intimidating. I don't know if I can oh, do it. It was scary. It definitely was. Yeah. When you guys were talking about it with Kyle and Michael about yeah, leaving moving home, yeah. <laughs> it was the biggest and scariest change, but it also made me so much better. Like, I learned so much. Right. I experienced so, yeah, exactly. I experienced so much stuff by moving. Like, and plus, I love coming back home and seeing all the guys and all of that, but I hope they come out because Portland's something special. It's awesome out there. That's a, that's really cool. And you're like, in your head, you're like, dude, this place is, so, why does nobody want to oh, come? Literally. It's just like, oh, it's far away or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah, California takes up all the credit. <laughs> it's like no one knows about Seattle's more popular, but like Portland really isn't. All anyone knows is like the Blazers, right? Dude, that show Portlandia. Have you ever watched? Yeah, that? absolutely. That was like, I think I was probably like a junior or senior in high school. I would watch that show like religiously. Like me and my friends would smoke weed or whatever. Yeah, so funny, so random. Sometimes the sketches would be like kind of weird or yeah. like okay, whatever. But like, they, they just like they nailed like making fun of hipsters like oh, they literally. Did it perfectly every yeah. type of person and, and then like sometimes the girl would be a guy or the right. guy would be a girl oh, or whatever. that's portland bro. so funny it's weird out there it really is <laughs> i didn't even mean like that i just meant in the in the show but <laughs> yeah no they it's portlandia and they it portland is like that it's definitely it was a huge adjustment for me from coming from illinois to where illinois is like businessmen clean cut definitely to going out there where everyone's hair is long and they have a beard and yeah it's so different. It's kind of like the beard capital of the country. It is. It really is. It's insane. It's Portland. It's it has the most strip clubs in the whole U.S. Right. It has the most breweries. Like the weed is crazy out there. Like everything. Yeah. It's, it's a port city. Portland. Yeah, you know, dude. It's got all literally. The, and I've, I've also heard like they have like the whole hippie woke lefty kind of like, yeah stereotype right now. Left state. But back in the day, because it was like these like. Again, the port, it's like all these uh, guys working in the in the shipping yards and stuff like that. It was it was almost like a blue-collar town, like you yeah. said, with all the strip clubs and the breweries exactly. and stuff. And then it slowly kind of became more hippie. Um, right. So it, it kind of has that balance of both. It's yeah, like, no, it's, that's a great point because it's like Portland, it's like Chicago. You say you're from Chicago, you say you're from Illinois. It's two completely different right. identities. Chicago like, is its own thing. Exactly. Like Portland, like... I was doing moving for a little bit out there and we were in like bumblefuck Oregon. And I was like, so are y'all from port? Like how long have you lived in Portland for? And they're like, Oh, we don't live in Portland. Like, <laughs> Oregon people don't like Portland. People are so strange. And like there's blue collar. The further you go out, the more blue collar it gets. Yeah. And it's definitely interesting. They've been wanting to some parts of Oregon want to become Idaho. <laughs> it's like literally, I they have the same thoughts as Idaho and some parts of Portland have that f super far left right just like pretty much every state you've got the blue city and then the surrounding area is all Republican and it's like well they don't that doesn't represent my views I don't no, live exactly. in the city yeah it's, that's interesting I think Idaho I would assume is probably a Republican state yeah super so, Republican. yeah if you live closer to Idaho or you're like yeah fuck that yeah right yeah it's definitely interesting dude I watched this video on so it's like Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. There's like yeah. nobody that lives there, right? It's it's like under a million people that live in that, you know, like whatever. But then right across the border in Canada, in Alberta, I think is the the state there. Yeah. That they're like having a boom of people there. There's like more people there every year, all the stuff, right? And it's because there's like this really fertile um, 
soil that the only other place in the world that is found is in Ukraine. Oh, kind of interesting. Yeah. And then they also found oil in Alberta, right? So there's like this, and then it's like, it's like kind of surrounded by these mountains. And that's why it wasn't really like populated by Canadians because it was yeah. hard to get there. Exactly. Um, where like pretty much everybody else is like in Toronto and Montreal, like on the other half of the, of the country. Um, but so now there's all this, all there's all this money from the oil. There's right. this rich soil for growing food. And then um, there's all these people moving in there. But I kind of keep thinking like, if like the world goes to shit, I think I might just like book it up there, dude. Like Canada, man. Nobody can get you. No, literally. I don't know. Canada's huge. It's strange because Canada there's close like Detroit is so close to Windsor. Canada. Yeah, exactly. Across the river, yes. Yeah, it's insane. And then like Portland is super close to Canada too. Yeah, is it Vancouver? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Canada's huge, man. And that about the soil too, like Portland's or Oregon in general is the same way. So it's like right. You could grow damn near anything because it rains all the time. I think it's so, classified as a. I think it's the largest rainforest in the world is up the coast into Alaska. Literally, yeah, that's like Portland too. It's like yeah, I love it because there's so many different types of atmospheres there where you could go up to the mountains, go to Mount Hood, or you could go to the desert. Like, I where's the desert? Far, far south, I believe. It's okay. like, it looks, it's literally a desert. Like, it looks like it's GTA. Like, it's weird <laughs> as shit. And then there's the city, and it's, I love Portland outside looking in, because when you're going into Portland, there's all these mountains surrounding, and the city is built into the mountains. So cool. So there's so many bridges, and there's, but it's sad, because when you get into Portland, that's when it looks like shit. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, it's so pretty from the outside, but when you get in, you see all the homeless and the trash and just... Yeah. Yeah, it's... So can they fix it, do you think? Is, is there a, a chance to save the city? I hope so. But it's like, the problem was they decriminalized all the drugs, and then they thought that was a good idea, and then now it's literally just fentanyl taking over the streets and people just i heard it's like tinfoil just like floating around because they smoke the fentanyl off the tinfoil i never seen people smoke pills until i moved out there and then i was living in like the ghetto damn near and the homeless like those blues that back in the day you thought they were real percocets but they were fucking cut with meth or with fucking fentanyl press pills exactly yeah so the first time I saw it, I was like, holy fucking shit, what the fuck is going on? Where they have the plastic straw, they have the tinfoil, and then they light underneath the tinfoil, and the fucking smoke comes up from the pill. Yeah, it's like freebasing, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have this crazy story about I was, I'm kind of back and forth on making music, and just, it's my passion, so Very cool. I was going And your to, uncle was a guitarist, yes, right? Yes, he killed it on the guitar. He was awesome with it. He Like, he could listen to a song and hear the guitar and then play it. Incredible. Like, he played from like 16 all the way until he was like the day he died. Right. So wow. he could kill it. And he always was in like bands and shit like that. So I was going to the studio in Gresham and I would take the train. So one day I was coming back from Gresham, taking the train back into Portland and I'm sitting there and I start smelling this awful smell. And the fucking smell of the smoked pills is like the disgustingest Ugh. smell ever. And I'm looking around because I'm like, who the fuck is doing this shit? I look in back at me, there's a baby stroller. Whoa. There's a mom with a baby literally on the fucking train. And, of course, it's the sketchiest dude who has his head down. He has a hoodie on. And I stand up on, yeah. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I got pissed as fuck because I see the kid. 
I at first good I for feel, you for doing that. I'm terrified, bro, because I think I'm getting high off it. Right. So I'm like, get the fuck off this train. Like, there's a kid right here, and he's like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm like, you couldn't wait fucking five minutes, get off the train, and do that shit. Like, that's insane. It is. It's it was disgusting. He's a, he's a drug addict. Yeah, bro. I was so pissed. I was like, ready to throw hands with his ass because he's just so stupid that he he wanted to get high so bad that he didn't care that about anyone around him or the baby, the baby. like not even ten feet away crazy yeah it was fucked there's a video that's kind of going around of this guy who looks like he is homeless or something i don't know but he's on a plane and he's just like he's like falling asleep and like the person next to him is filming him and he just like lights a cigarette and he's just like smoking on the plane and the dude across the aisle from him he's just like instantly like hitting the button you know like what the fuck yeah and then they come over like hey you have to stop and he's like what huh and he's like puts a cigarette out but it was like that's insane who the fuck thinks that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah, that shit's definitely true. It's crazy. Not even that long ago, you were able to smoke on planes. Yeah, like they literally the planes still have the like. It's funny you said ashtray. that. Yeah, when I was going to the bathroom when I was flying out to here, there was like the ashtray, and right next to the ashtray, it showed a no smoking sign. I was like, it's yeah. funny as fuck. You can't even vape on a plane. No, right? literally, people still do. Totally. Uh, <laughs> so you don't vape at all? You just smoke cigs? Yeah, I I started vaping and then I went from vaping to cigarettes, and I'm. I slowed down on smoking a lot. My voice is so raspy because I've been smoking so much since I've been out here. But, um, yeah, I started off with vaping, and then I went from vaping to way too young. I went to Kenyan middle school, and they right. were people would steal the fucking vapes and then sell them at Kenyan. Totally. So I started way too fucking young, and then by high school I started smoking squares because JNN used to sell the single... You could buy single cigarettes from Lucy's, there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I used to buy them from there and then fucking. But I tried to get back into the vaping, but it's my problem is it, I can do it wherever. Yeah. So like I go through them way too fast and fucking. I w I used to smoke like a pack every two days, and now I cut it down to like a pack every like four or five. That's so, pretty good. So a yeah. couple cigarettes a day. Yeah, exactly. Gives you that break, but you're not constantly vaping. No, literally. Because that's so bad when you see people and it's just like constantly in their mouth, just inside wherever they're at. Like, or when they lose it and they're like, where's my vape, bro? Totally. Like freak out. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got on the list? Did you kind of go through all your stories? I don't think so. I think the one about the dude ODing was kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> that one was crazy as shit. So one of the fly-ins I had, I ended up... Um, they flew out and they brought an ex. They both brought an X pill on the plane, and the X out here isn't real ecstasy. It's cut with everything. Right. So they bring it out and it's we're not at, MDMA. It's, no, it's ecstasy. It's, right. Yeah, it's a press it's, pill with probably yeah, meth in it. Probably yeah. Yeah. So we're at the Airbnb and we're chilling and uh, they're checking out the product and they're all super happy, super excited. And then we're um, we're walking around the city and they're and. So it was the dude that flew out and then his brother, his business partner, and they flew out and then we meet up, we're chopping it up and then it's late at night. So we're walking around the city and he's like, bro, I feel not, not the dude I met, but his brother. So he's, we're walking around, we're talking and he's like, bro, I feel different. This is crazy. Like just talking to him and we get back to the Airbnb and we're chilling. And you knew and they took this? Yeah. Well, No. So I, I had no idea because we thought until he started like tripping, like, and then I realized what the fuck was going on. Right. And then thank God in Portland, if someone's overdosing and you call 
you don't get in trouble for it. Right. So he ends up, we're at the Airbnb, and he starts tweaking, like, fucking howling, like, looking like demons are coming out of him. Whoa. And he has a blanket over him, and he's shivering, but he's also sweating at the same time. Right. So I end up giving him it. We get the money. We dip. Me and my business partner dip. And then the next day, we're hanging out, and turns out he had to go to the hospital. So we're at the hotel we left the airbnb we just got it to chop it up get everything i went back home and then they went back to the hotel they were staying at and i get a call hearing that he had to go to the hospital and fucking the dude called 911 he had to get all of the product out of the fucking hotel room and then he had to call 911 uh, it was only 10 peas, okay. so it wasn't nothing too insane, but... Still. Yeah, exactly. Crime. Yeah, right, real shit. <laughs> wasn't some so, two ounces or no, something. No, literally. <laughs> so he ends up um, calling 911. He takes... The ambulance comes, picks him up at the hospital, and the next day we're getting it ready to put it in the mail. So we end up having... Um, he still has his X pill left, and... At first, I thought, because I used to pop that shit, unfortunately, so I thought it was because he probably didn't eat or he wasn't drinking enough water. Like, if you're going to do it, you got to make sure you are you have a stomach, like, full stomach, and you're, yeah. like, you can't just pop it and be dehydrated as shit and yeah. all of that. So, I'm like, fuck it, let me get the other one. So, I I get the other one. Me and my business partner, we rented a uh, Tesla off Turo. And so we're riding around in the Tesla. We give him, we vacuum seal all that shit, put it in the mail. Well, no, give it to him. He puts it in the mail and we're just riding around. And I'm like, fuck it. So I break it in half and then I break it into a smaller half. And it's a bigger quarter and then an itty bitty quarter. And for some reason, God, I took the tiny piece. And off the tiny piece, I was busting where I felt high as shit. So we're chilling in the Tesla, just hanging out. And I get a call from the shorty who introduced me to the dude. So, and she's like, have you heard from him? I'm like, nah, why? He overdosed and died. What? I'm off, I'm off the X pill. And my business partner is next to me tripping shit. He's like, bro, we got to take you to the hospital. We got to fucking go. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm high. Well, I think I'm good. Like I took, I took the tiniest piece and I fucking felt high as shit. I was like, I'm done. So I literally, I had the cellophane for the Newports and I put the rest of the pill in there and I take the rest of the pill. I, I stomp it. I pour water on it. And since then I've never popped it again. Oh wow. Good for you. Yeah. I haven't popped. It was a crazy experience, dude. That shit was insane. Like, so yeah, you think it, so he took the whole pill, right? And there was too much drugs in there. He probably also didn't eat and was dehydrated on top of it, but uh, it wasn't like it had a bunch of fentanyl in it and he, he died because I, of that. It probably was. I have no idea to this day. Whoa. I don't, yeah. But so the other guy who took the other quarter, he was he, fine? No, he didn't take any of it because he had to chop it up with us. He wanted to make sure he was on point. So oh, okay. he didn't take anything, but his buddy was like, fuck it. So, yeah, it was, that passes my mind all the time. Like, crazy as shit. Like, and I feel so bad because we were, like, joking around. Like, we were, like, bro, you're tweaking. Like, Instead of actually being right, considered. Like chill out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like but we had no oh. idea. Like his brain was frying. Like his body was like literally his brain was melting. Oh my god. Yeah. So if you're ever in that situation, take a cold ass bath. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's, you need your body temperature to go back down. So it's fucking insane. Yeah. That's why drugs nowadays are like, I quit all of that shit because you have no idea what you're getting nowadays. And most people are too impatient to actually see what they're taking. Like they don't do a drug test on it. Like Mac Miller, Mac Miller literally overdosed off bad Coke. Crazy. And he was fucking rich as shit. You would think if you have a lot of money, you'd be getting good product. Get the best dealers. Exactly. Right. But it wasn't. And I think it was like three or four years ago that he ended up, um, they finally found the people who caught him. Oh, they and went to jail. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. It's crazy yeah, shit. I think that guy was a pretty big drug dealer, like in the rap community. No, literally. Exactly. And you wouldn't think that. You would think like, oh, if he's, if you have that much money, you're getting good shit. But either he doesn't care or he didn't know. Yeah. Dude, I mean, to go deep conspiracy theory here, I've heard that China is manufacturing fentanyl, all this fentanyl, yeah. giving it to the fucking cartels in Mexico, and then the narcos are bringing it into America, and it's like, it's a way for them to, like, destroy America. Yeah, you know? literally. <laughs> it sounds about right with all the shit that's going on with China nowadays. It's like, I just bought some shit off Timu, like, I think two weeks ago, and after I bought it, I heard that Timu, it's, the reason it's so cheap is because they're stealing our information and fucking Whoa. there's a whole article about it right and i got the shit and it was good clothes and shit but i'm just hoping they didn't fucking steal the credit card information and shit right so when Check i get TikTok, back, i mean aren't they listening everybody on TikTok? yeah no literally i don't i don't yeah i'm pretty set in my ways of just youtube and fucking instagram yeah i have snapchat but i barely use it what do you watch on youtube uh really everything from fucking um, like travelers, like there's these two people, Kara and Nate, who they go all around the U.S. and all around the country, and they, it's crazy how they started out. Was um, her husband was like for two months straight just taking plane rides to build up points, and they <laughs> saved yeah they saved up enough money to be able to travel the world for like I think it was like a year. Wow, and they went from like low shit like super cheap places and like having a budget to now they're like going to like hotels that are like they're going on emirate flights right. and shit like that and it's cool to see that they went from where they were to where they're at now yeah that is pretty cool yeah i remember seeing casey neistat do a video where he mm-hmm. um i don't know if it was emirates or i think it was emirates i used to watch him a lot too oh yeah he like did like the first class flight where it was like the lay down bed you have like yeah, your exactly. own room in the plane and he, i think he got it all for free just to be able to make the video it's like yeah, it no, it for was, them. yeah that shit was insane crazy yeah i love casey he's, he's, he's a cool dude yeah he always had really good videos like quality he basically like changed the game oh he really did yeah he started it was so crazy when he moved from new york to la yeah like it, everyone was like holy shit and then he moved Plus he back. was like mr new york exactly yeah literally <laughs> yeah case nice at school my boy vargas who i was telling you about put me on to him like years ago yeah um yeah those vlogs are so cool the boosted board thing oh, literally. his whole like life is just so cool and same thing he had a kid when he was like 18 or something yeah, exactly broke his shit right. and then like built this empire yeah it's so cool what about podcasts you'll send me podcasts I try to. The Nelk ones I kind of listen to a little bit. Let me just go through my... Yeah, you have any more stories? I don't, I don't mean to derail you. No, no, I'm trying to figure out what I watch on YouTube. I just watch so much different shit. I'm pissed, though, because I traded phones, and I lost my old um, YouTube, so I had 
years of watching YouTube <laughs> to now I'm only following so many. Like Danny Duncan, I watch. Nice. Um, he's funny as shit. Virginity rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he kills it. He was just with Two Chains, and I thought that was the funniest shit ever. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Trahan too. I don't know him. He's really, really funny. He's from Texas. He has like a super wholesome personality. Nice. Yeah, and then I just watch a shit ton of stand up. Hell yeah! Who's your favorite stand up? Um, that's a good question. Oh, uh, Ralphie May. Fuck yeah! I love Ralphie <laughs> May. He was hilarious. Yeah, everybody at home, look up Ralphie May. He's four hundred pounds. Yeah, he's was R.I.P. Him, but he I was, think he overdosed on pills as well. Yeah, or I think it was just a heart attack or some shit. He was fat as shit. Yeah, it was huge. He was hilarious though, dude. You can go back and listen. To, he's on some like old old podcasts, yeah. and he's just like he's really really funny. Yeah, Joey totally Diaz who cocksucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying it's to Monday think of, morning cocksuckers wake up and grab life by the balls. Exactly. <laughs> or have you heard of uh he just started coming up, you probably have Cam Patterson. I like rocks. Yes, him. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious, yeah. bro. So do you watch Kill Tony? Yeah, Incredible. I love Kill Tony. My buddy might end up being on Kill Tony. He, oh shit. Yeah, he was on an interview. The same dude, my buddy who got arrested with me. <laughs> yeah. He has a story to tell now. I'm I sure. told him he can. Yeah, that shit was but yeah, he was interviewed by um kill tony actually it was funny as shit his his type of stand-up is outrageous though oh yeah like he just doesn't give a fuck like what's his just, name um his or do you in, not want to say because of the story no his instagram handle is it's literally it's so perfect his instagram handle is inbred retard <laughs> like it just perfectly fits who he is like <laughs> yeah bro literally it's yeah, <laughs> literally dude his like shit is just so out of pocket it just makes me laugh so much he'll just call me out of nowhere and just give me fucking like new material and he's always just so funny because he's That's so strange cool. like i've always fucked with everyone so like even in high school i was cool with the weird kids to the cool kids to totally. everyone so yeah his ass is hilarious though yeah, I'll have to check out his. You said he was on Kill Tony. He like uh, he did he a minute. He got interviewed. He's he's hustling up to get to it. Okay, he, yeah, gotcha. He's funny as shit though. He's definitely strange. Like he's the type of person. Like when I would hang out with him, I could only hang out with him for so long because he just drains your energy. Like just he's so much. Yeah, <laughs> that car ride must have been a, a pain in the ass then. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> yeah, I love stand up. I I, uh, I saw Mark Normand at. Uh, when he taped his special for Netflix. I don't know if you okay. know he's, he's, he's yeah, pretty good at it. I think though. I've heard of him. We saw, yeah, he's got a special on Netflix right now. Um, it was on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. He oh, recorded fuck. it. So me and my friends, we went to the bar before we got yeah. drunk and then went to the show. It was fucking great. Yeah, I bet. I've seen Tim Dillon live. Have you, do you know who that is? Yeah. He's another big fat guy, but uh, yeah, I love stand-up. Yeah. That's my shit. What's his name just dropped? Shane Gillis. Oh, yeah. yeah the Young Bull. Yeah, he's funny as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> stand-up was so good too yeah, he's got a great special on youtube as well called live in austin that's kind of like what he blew up from but uh, yeah austin's the place to be for stand-up that's where my buddy lives yeah for yeah, sure. it's crazy how it went from like the comedy mothership yeah exactly because my buddy he's from new york and then moved to portland and did a little bit of stand-up out in portland and then came to um austin he's friends with um the Asian dude who's always on Kill Tony. Hans Kim. Yes, he's friends with Hans Kim. That's fucking dope. Yeah, he's supposed to go on tour with him whenever he does tour. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I love stand-up. 
that's always been I remember being at my lowest watching and just laughing so hard <laughs> just so, like it really does change your change your mood change oh, your literally and it also like you could uh, for me personally I can only watch it for so long until I feel drained yeah an hour is about the perfect amount because yeah. after that if it's too long it's like uh, yeah it's a lot you're laughing yeah, exactly it's like you're forcing right it almost yeah. oh literally it's pretty cool there's a new club in Batavia that I've been like thinking about going to to, to check out a show or something like that but I'm like Hell yeah. I feel like bad stand-up is probably really bad, you know? Like, yeah. Well, Chicago isn't really stand-up. It's more, what is it? Um, improv. Improv, exactly, yeah. yeah. Second City was started here, yeah. which is like a, a lot of famous people from Saturday Night Live and things like that had was were on the Second City team or whatever, okay. improv troupe. I don't know what you call it exactly, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that Chicago was like a, a comedy city for a while, because like in the eighties, like every movie was like set in Chicago, yeah, John exactly. Hughes and everything like yeah. that, um, John Candy, whatever. But um, now it's kind of not really as important. New York obviously is a huge for stand up. Yeah. You can do like seven shows a night. Exactly. L.A. is same similar, but because yeah. of Hollywood, so it's a little different. But, yeah, exactly. And then now Austin, which is kind of sick. It, yeah, they just like started it. You know? Oh, literally. Yeah, my buddy lived in Austin for a little bit. He said it was crazy. It's like so many young people living there now right yeah Texans. yeah exactly texas in general everyone's moving away from like california so yeah. there's a shit ton of people i think it's funny though because like california is the opposite of texas and now there's a bunch of californians living in texas yeah. and i bet the texas people are not liking the oh they hate it yeah yeah it's like, like a big joke like bring you can come here but leave your politics there yeah exactly the reason why you're coming is because we're doing it this way. You know, yeah, don't don't literally. make our state fucked up like yours. No, real shit. There's an episode of Portlandia where the mayor of Austin goes to Portland, and like the the whole joke is just that they're the exact same place, yeah. just a little different. Hell yeah, that's dope. <laughs> All right, man. Let's end on one more good story. What do you got? Yeah. Anything crazy? Yeah, let me think. Oh, the time I got set up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was a while ago, and. Like, I think I was, like, 17. The day before, I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing, and I was <laughs> setting up a lick, and so... Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, back in the day, I used to do some stupid shit like that. So, we were, um, we found this one dude who was down to meet, and it was in the apartment like the big condo apartments right on top of the hill in elgin and so we're linking up with him i made it seem like the place that we were at i had a place in there so one of my brothers is in the stair behind the stairway door so it's like the hallway and we're waiting for him to um come so i'm i'm kind of stomping loud going up the stairs so he can hear he runs out and he the dude sees him big black dude and he runs down the stairs and he keeps running because he thought at the bottom of the stairs it would be um, like an exit. Yeah. But at the bottom of the stairs, it was nothing. I'm not proud of this, by the way. This was <laughs> this was my past and it's something I had to get over. So karma came. So I ended up, he pushes him down like four or five stairs and he falls. Oh, shit. And when he falls, I've never, I used to set up the licks. I was never part of it. So he falls and I see him like run his pockets like run your pockets run your pockets so he gets his shit he grabs the backpack and we dip and um i think it was like a qp that we got and we split it up 
never saw him. And then um, the next day I get hit up on Facebook by this girl and she's like, hey, you want to hang out? I was like, of course I do. Not thinking of what happened yesterday at all. So she's like, you want to hang out and smoke? I'm like, yeah, of course. So the Corey in uh, South Elgin behind the behind the cemetery yeah, where everyone used to go in the summertime. Um, totally. I was like, I know a spot. So we end up going and we're parked in like the smaller parking lot where it's like, you, before you walk down. Was this down. chick like super hot? Like, was, yeah. Was there some signs? Like, yeah. Maybe this is so a- I wasn't even thinking about it, bro. I was stupid as fuck. Right. So we're chilling in the car, hanging out. And um, I thought we were just going to kick it there for a second. So I'm not thinking anything of it. And so I'm hanging out. I'm on my phone. I had the blunt rolled on the dash. And I didn't bring any of the other weed because I was like, I'm just going to smoke one blunt. Yeah. So we're hanging out. And um, out of nowhere these two big ass dudes open up the car door and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm in the passenger seat. So I towards, I, yeah, I turned towards where the door is and I'm kicking and I'm punching. And I didn't even think that the bitch set me up. So I turn and I'm like, I'm so sorry this is happening. She's gone. I have no idea where she is. Oh my God. And, and the door, the window is open. So my, I fucking jumped through the window and I'm fucking, trying to get away from them i'm running and they're catching up so i'm punching and i'm running at the same time and i get on the phone and i call one of my buddies and it turns out he's right down the street and he had a van at the time so he ends up fucking being like bro i'm right down the street i got you so him and a bunch of his migos pulled up they had a pvc pipe no shit and they they the two dudes see that i'm um that I'm on the phone and that people are pulling up. So where are they so, at? They're just like chasing you? Yeah, they're chasing me and I'm fucking multitasking. And you're kind where, of in the force preserve, right? Yeah. Well, no, the like cemetery. So I don't know the cemetery part. Yeah, it's you have to go through the fucking cemetery and then it gets to like the parking where the quarry is. So Oh, in Elgin. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, the swimming quarry, yes. people jump off that big yeah. tree and shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're, oh my God. Yeah, so I'm multitasking <laughs> where I'm finally a few steps ahead of them where I can take out my phone and call. So I call them, I'm like, bro, I need y'all help right now. And so they pull up, they're literally not even five minutes away. They pull up and while they're pulling up, the, the people in the car are dipping. So they're in their car and they're like, what car are they in? What car are they in? And so they fucking follow them. And while they're following them, they throw the PVC pipe, but he had a van at the time. So fucking, they end up hitting a big ass rock and they get away. And I never even heard from her or from them ever again. Whoa. Yeah, it was the craziest shit. That was, I think, the only time. So you kind of got you got away with it, basically. Yeah, I mean, kind you, of. You, you was, fought the guy, but yeah, you didn't it was really. Stressful as fuck, but <laughs> I think I got my glasses broken and oh, fucking yeah. I gra- I remember I I grabbed the blunt and then I grabbed the blunt and I jump out the window like y'all ain't even getting that shit. <laughs> like hell no, but yeah, there were a lot of lessons to get to where I'm at today. It took a lot of That's mistakes nuts. and a lot of learning. Oh, that's great. There was one yeah. time, nothing bad happened, but uh, me and my friend were going to buy weed from this guy, and he was he was like a grown ass man, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of one of those things where we probably shouldn't have messed with this guy, yeah. but whatever. And it was like his birthday or something, and so he got a hotel room, and it was like a 
it was like a shitty, it was like a motel, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're like, all right, fine. So I'm with my girlfriend and her friend, I think. And we're like, you guys stay in the car. We'll go inside. We're buying like a gram or something. It was, you know, it was like mm-hmm. not even, not even a big thing. And we go in and he's like being all nice to us and stuff. And there was maybe another person or two in the room that we didn't know. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you guys got to smoke a blunt with me. Like it's my birthday, you know, like being a really nice guy and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. You know? And he's like, he's like, okay, here. He's like, uh. I got the sheet, like, rolled up in the bathroom or whatever. We'll be outside. He's like, a guy's coming over uh, to make a sale. You know, no big deal. Like, okay, yeah. cool. So we're in the bathroom. This guy comes in, and we realize he's selling him, like, 200 Xanax or something like yeah. that. And we're like, oh, my God, what the fuck, fuck. are we doing? Yeah. And uh, and so then the, the guy who we knew is buying them from this guy, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, these are fake. And the guy's like, no, 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 they're not, they're not. He's like, I, you know, the serial number, whatever, like the, yeah. I can tell this is bullshit. Right. So they're going back and forth, and me and my friend are like, God damn it! So we like close the door, and we're both just sitting there like, all right, did we just like try to slip out or what's going yeah. on? And so then the voices are getting louder and louder, fuck. and then finally the dude like throws the bottle across the room, like get the fuck out, and the dude just got up and left. I don't know if he was like a junkie guy, like yeah. he just needed the money bad or whatever, but he just left, and then, and then we sat there and. um we go back out and we're like, oh, hey, everything okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, no problems with that guy. He pulls up his shirt. He's got the fucking gun in his belt. And we're like, God damn it. I'm going to catch you later, bro. So then we just we smoked the blunt like as fast as possible with this guy. Yeah. We're just like, all right, see you later. Left. Right. My girlfriend's in the car for like, you know, 45 minutes. Or just like, what the fuck is that? We're like, just, you know, we just dipped. But uh, yeah, that was probably the sketchiest like interaction I've ever been in. But yeah, shit can get sticky out of nowhere too. <laughs> That's why it's dispensaries out here are so fucking expensive, but it's like, it's also, you don't have to worry about shit. Totally. Like the dealers are making even more money nowadays because you don't want to go through the dispensaries, but at the same time, the dispensaries are, you don't have to worry about, I've heard of even fucking people putting weed on fentanyl or fentanyl on weed nowadays. Stupid. Like, yeah, it's it's insane because it's so cheap. So it's like, oh, it'll get you high as shit, but then. They don't know how, what the fuck they're doing. And you don't realize that you're getting addicted to that guy's weed, so you keep buying from that guy. And Literally. Then, and then you're like, what the fuck just happened? Real shit. Yeah, the Spencers are cool, but yeah, it's crazy. It's like so so much more money. No, literally. The ones in Oregon are fucking cheap as shit. I bet. Like you could get an ounce for like fucking 75 bucks. Yeah, it sounds like they did it right. Same thing with California. It's like way cheaper. Vegas. Yeah. Chicago, they're just greedy as fuck. And they're yeah. like, no, we're well, getting money. It's Illinois, you know. They got to make their money off taxes. It's like the freeways. The totally. Tollways, because they're fucking tolls out yeah, here. Yeah, it's not a freeway. No, literally. And fucking money doesn't even go towards the streets. It just fills the fucking pockets. Right, it's constant construction. It's not like it's, yeah. it's ever getting fixed. Exactly. So initially, it was... The toll was invented just to pay for the Gross. construction of the yeah, highway. Exactly. And that they, they sold it as, like, after five years, it'll pay itself off, and then it'll be free. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. They're too greedy. I've also heard that B.J. Pritzker, who's the governor of Illinois, his wife's family owns Cresco, I believe. Holy shit. Which is, like, the most expensive dabs and wax oh, in the dispensaries. So it's kind of like, oh. That makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, I think he was the one that he didn't have a toilet in his house, so he was able to like not pay for something. Like he had a porta potty type shit. Y'all should look into that. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but like it was on his taxes, it wasn't yeah, technically a house. Exactly. 
Yeah, these rich motherfuckers know how to get away from shit like that. Some stupid loophole. Exactly. Dude, I've heard like the G- if you buy a G wagon and you write it off and you put it like under a, of an LLC or whatever, yeah. like it pays for itself. It's like a tax yeah, write off. Exactly. That's like what we were talking about with the planes. Like, if you fucking get a plane credit card, you could fucking eventually put everything on your fucking credit card. Right, and you're getting so, all the miles, all those points. Yeah, the points. Yeah. You know, one time we went out to dinner, it was a bunch of us, and that we got one big bill, and they're like, okay, one person paid for it, Walls, Venmo, or whatever afterwards, and the one person's like, oh, I'm paying for it, like, right away. I didn't even think about it. It's like, oh, he wants all those points back. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pay for it. You guys pay me, you know, for exactly. what you got, and then I'm getting all the points, and yeah. I'm only paying for my shit. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, he finessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dude, so what about the hand tattoo? I haven't even brought this up yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have a few now. I have the hand tattoo, which is a ram, because right. I'd be running into shit. So it's supposed to remind me to slow down. And I'm an Aries, so I'm a fire sign. Okay. So I be fucking just going too crazy. Hot-headed. Yeah. So I end up for that. And then I have a live and learn tattoo with a music note to remember the past and get over it. And then I just got a Chicago skyline tattoo. That's right here. And oh, nice. it's for my grandma who passed. It's, um, it's the Chicago skyline and then it's the Metro, but it has her initials in it. Because growing up for our birthdays, I have two older sisters. We would always, she would take each of us independent. Like for my birthday, I would go to Legoland or oh, that's the so Lego cool. store out there. And we would always um, take the train. So we would pack lunches and then we would eat out there and we would go to Shed Aquarium. That's really fun. Yeah, it was always good memories. So I got that one and then I have a compass with a plane because I love to travel. Nice. Yeah, I want a lot more. You want to get full sleeves and everything? Yeah, exactly. I just need to fucking... I want more color tattoos. All my tattoos are just black, so yeah. I need to figure out. I'm I'm normally the type where, like, the Chicago Skyline tattoo, I thought about it for, like, years and years and years, and then finally won some money at the casino. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. They're expensive. Yeah, they are. You see a dude with, with full sleeves and the chest and everything, you're like, that's thousands and thousands no, of dollars. That's like... um. I was just talking to my buddy yesterday about it, like Post Malone and like Moneybag, yeah. yo. But the thing is, they're doing it nowadays where it's insane. They're paying, like, I think even, um, I know Post Malone for sure, they pay a hundred grand and they get put under with anesthesia. Right. And then they literally end up getting their whole entire, like, there's like five different tattoo artists. Yeah, they're I've seen all that. working at it at the same time. It's insane. Yeah, you get knocked out, you wake up, and your entire back is, yeah, is finished. exactly. Which, which should have been, like... Because you can only tattoo for a certain amount of time. No, literally. You have to come back for sessions. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's nuts. Yeah, this one took fucking 10, or 10 hours. Take it off, Joey. <laughs> yeah, this one took... Oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so it was... The first session was... Um, I think it was like six hours in the chair, and I went back. The word, the lining hurts, but fucking the second session, I was like fucking, it was agonizing because he put white in it, so it's like pops, so like the oh, moon, I see, yeah. and the white was the fucking worst. It hurts so bad. Cause Why? You have to go. So it's like the first session is lining, so you fucking just put all of the lining into where you want it to be, and then... 
after that the second session is like the shading mm. along with like putting the more detail into it so the first session by the time the second session came it was a month so it, it was starting to heal and then you're going over literally oh man yeah it fucking it hurts but it's always like i go a few months and then i start itching for it again right yeah it's like so i've heard people are like addicted to getting oh, literally bro i love it <laughs> it's pretty cool hell yeah all right, man. I appreciate you coming out here and telling your story. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we could do this again. I mean, maybe, I don't know when you're coming back, but, uh, or maybe if I ever catch myself out in Portland, that'd be a, that'd be a fun episode. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. All right. We're out. <laughs>